Welcome everyone to Tamriel Adventures, a show bringing you information from all across the far reaches of Tamriel. I am your host, Eric or Sulior, and this is the Khajiiti Merchant. Sulior? Yes, sir? Who are we covering today? Well, funny you should mention that. Today we are covering Debella. Oh, <laughs> Uh, why are you chuckling there, buddy? Oh, um... Let's just say that Khajiit has played with the Bellin followers before. Um, okay, yeah, please don't go into detail for that. Nobody wants to hear that. What's wrong? This one is simple, Khajiit. Khajiit has needs. Yes, and we don't need to discuss that on this show right now. Uh, I do not need that visual. Thank you very much. Anyway, yes, we are going to be discussing Debella today. But before we get to that, there is a little bit of news. So there has been an ESO sale going on, a Black Fridas sale, if you will, Black Friday. So um, some of it actually ends today. That being for PC and Mac, you can save up to 67% on either Graymore or the standard edition of ESO. However, it does go on for a little bit if you are on Xbox or, God forbid, Google Stadia. Yeah, I'm not going to get into that right now, but I do have feelings about Google Stadia. Um, If you do have Stadia, that sale goes on through the 3rd, and if you're on Xbox, it goes through the 4th. Sadly, it has already ended if you're on PlayStation so um, we do have information about some other bundles that are going on right now if you play ESO. If you would like to get more information on that, just uh, check out the ESO website. Also in the news, Doom Eternal is coming to the Switch this coming week. So the Switch has been known to get things pretty late and it's probably just to make sure that it can handle it. But yeah, Doom Eternal, if you're a fan of Doom like I am, it is coming to the Switch on December 8th. And I think we talked about that on the latest episode of Nintendo, where we talked about Pokemon Gen 4. Go check that out. Yes, I'm a shill for my own stuff. Why not plug my own stuff, you know? So anyway, yeah, Doom Eternal lands on the Switch on December 8th. I love Doom, but goddamn, Doom 2016 was hard. I never beat it, but I've played it on the switch and actually it did fine you know it's kind of cool because it's got gyroscopic controls so you can aim your controller or aim the switch itself and it will actually aim your weapon so i think it's a nice little touch that the switch spins on it so Zulior, yes don't you have a review to read uh yeah now that you mention it i do have a review so Uh, Mr. Merchant, would you like to read this also? Like you did the last one? You sure? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so this one is from Kelsey Buck via Apple Podcast Great Britain. And Kelsey says, If, like me, you've ever found some of the Elder Scrolls lore a bit daunting, that this is the podcast for you. Solio breaks it down in a way that is both easy to listen to and insightful. See, this name sounds familiar. Have you mentioned him before? Uh, yeah, I've got another podcast with him. What? How dare you? Dude, you know how you can visit multiple planes of oblivion? Of course. Kind of think of it like that. 
I visit lots of different types of realms. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, this one's kind of different. It's called Tapes from the Waste, and it's about Fallout, so it's a post-nuclear war. Khajiit doesn't understand that, but he understands the rest of what you said, so okay. So, yeah, episode two is out right now, and I actually did the lore on it, so thank you, KDB, for that review. Fellow Hive member there, so... Anyway, as far as what I've been playing, uh, been playing a little bit of ESO. I still haven't finished the Greymore chapter. I need to do that. So I played some ESO. I've been playing more Switch lately because Age of Calamity came out. And if you know me, you know how I am about my Zelda games. And I've actually been having a lot of fun with that. If you'd like to hear me talk about that, check out the last episode of Nintendo. It's on Pokemon Gen 4. I think I mentioned that earlier. Uh, I've been playing a little bit of No Man's Sky, not a ton. <laughs> so I actually talked about this on the last episode of Tapes from the Waste, the episode that just came out, so I guess I shouldn't say last, but I bought the last five levels of the scoreboard because I was getting a little burnout from the grind and then two days later they drop steel dawn so here pretty soon kdb and i are going to be putting out a special bonus episode of tapes from the waste where we talk about our experience with steel dawn so check out that coming out really soon and the main thing that i've been playing lately has been assassin's creed valhalla so i've been playing a ton of that also which you know it's got the whole viking feel like skyrim does i have been absolutely loving this game so yeah definitely check that out if you like skyrim love the nords definitely check out assassin's creed valhalla it is amazing so that's pretty much what my gameplay has been lately so let's take a short break where you hear from my sponsor anchor and then we will talk to bella stay tuned guys welcome back from that little break so today we are going to be talking to Bella so I'm gonna start with another quote here this one is from the pocket guide to the Empire third edition it says come to me to Bella for without you my words must lie dull and leaden without the guiding of grace and the sagacity to enchant the reader's ear and eye so Dabella is also known as the Passion Dancer, our Blessed Lady, and simply the Lady, and she is the goddess of beauty, love, and affection. She is also acclaimed as the Lady of Love, Beauty, Art, and Music, and Dabella is the Queen of Heaven, and of course is one of the Divines. So I'm going to get all my information, as always, from the UESP wiki, the unofficial Elder Scrolls page. So, according to the creation myth presented in the Anuad, Dabella and the Aedra were born from the mingled blood of Anu and Padme, the good and evil primal forces, respectively, and therefore have a capacity for both good and evil. In contrast to the Daedra, who were born solely from the blood of Padme, 
The formation of Akatosh, the god of time, from the mingled blood of the brothers Anu and Padme facilitated the formation of Debella and the gods as they learned to structure themselves. Shazar's song, Cyrodiil creation myth, that claims the creation of Mundus to the sacrifice of Debella and the gods whose sacrifices embodied as eponymous planets. Debella and the gods were subsequently bound to the earth bones as a result. Followers of the cult, known as the Mythic Dawn, deemed Debella and the other gods as false gods and claimed she and the others had betrayed Vorkon. So, remember in the last episode how I mentioned Elsie Godhater? How she just hated the gods and said there was no proof of their existence because they don't do anything. She also talks about how the Daedra obviously are real because they do things. Bad things mostly, but they actually do something. Well, it's no surprise that she actually, spoilers, is a member of the Mythic Dawn. And when you go into that uh, tavern after a certain point, she'll attack you on sight. So... Yeah, there's a little bit of the creation myth there. I've gotten into it a little bit before, but there's another telling of it. So, Debella, specifically, she is the goddess of beauty, is the embodiment of beauty, and teaches mortals to seek truth through beauty and worship. Those who follow the teachings of Debella and propagate beauty and promote harmony are granted charm and grace. The goddess teaches that mortals should give themselves to love and commands them to open their hearts to the noble secrets of art and love. Treasure the gift of friendship. Seek joy and inspiration in the mysteries of love. Debella holds no limit on the number of lovers one may have, but demands focus on the quality of the essence of love and not the quantity. She teaches that no matter the seed, if the shoot is nurtured with love, will not the flower be beautiful? and blesses the love of those which is pure and untainted. Debella discourages relations with undead, such as vampires, and concurs with the teachings of Arche that vampires have impure spirits. The goddess makes her will known to mortals through her sibyl, which, who is revealed to her through priesthood via the ceremony known as the Exalted Protocol of the Debellan Sibyl. The ceremony is known only to the priesthood of Debella and is kept secret from the general population, including acolytes of other divines. Debella is known as the divine who pays men and moans. <laughs> okay. So, followers of Debella are known to practice the Debellan arts and bestow the, a mark of Debella upon others. I think we saw that in Skyrim. I'll get into that in a minute. Critics of Debella consider her a lustful, passionate goddess. Debella and her worshippers are argued to have what can be considered a personal relationship, in contrast to the formal and impersonal relationship held by worshippers of other divines. A number of cults dedicated to Debella can be found in Cyrodiil, High Rock, Hammerfell, and Skyrim, and are varied in their focus. Some cults of Debella focus on women, artists, or aesthetics, while others concentrate on erotic instruction. A house of Debella will typically have three or four white cats within. Merchant, you weren't involved in this, are you? I cannot see. As they are sacred to the goddess. When worshippers of Debella wish to honor the Lady of Love by engaging in anonymous bestowal of affection, they don a porcelain Debella stall mask. 
So, Merchant, <laughs> you are a little bit of a lighter-colored Khajiit. Uh, you didn't stay in one of these houses, did you? This one will not tell. One does not kiss and tell. Okay, let's get back to the lore here. So, there's also something here about worship in Black Marsh. The majority of the population in the province of Black Marsh venerate the Hist. And in the Second Era, worship among the Argonians of Black Marsh of Dabella and the gods was limited to a small minority of those who had assimilated to the culture of the Empire. The Kothringi, the indigenous humans of the Black Marsh, which I've talked about them in previous episodes, specifically the Deadly Diseases of Tamriel episode, they're known to have worshipped Dabella in the name Dibbe alongside Marek and Kenrith as the mothers of in the all around us in the around us Dibella was held in high regard by the Kothringi and a temple of Dibella was located in the city of Gideon in the second era during the alliance war I think if you've played ESO you might have come across that so Next, let's talk about worship in Cyrodiil. So, Dibella is venerated by the Imperials of the province of Cyrodiil and is featured as a member of the Cyrodiilic Pantheon. In Cyrodiil, she has nearly a dozen different cults, some devoted to women, some to artists and aesthetics, and others to erotic instruction. A chapel of Dibella was located in the city of Anvil in the 2nd and 3rd eras, and in 3rd era 433, the chapel of Dibella at Anvil was desecrated by Aurorans, Daedra in the service of Meridia, and several of its priests were killed. At this time, way shrines dedicated to the goddess could be found throughout the countryside of Cyrodiil, and a statue of Dibella is located at the Arbitrarium district in the imperial city, the capital of the province. So that's talking about the beginning of the Knights of the Nine DLC, the chapel at Anvil, the priests in there were just slaughtered, and there was a message written in blood by these Aurorans. So it was pretty gruesome, and that actually happens again later on. So let's talk about worship in Hammerfell. The Bella is the patron deity of the religion of Tagonis and is popular among the Redguard women. Redguards of Hammerfell divided between the crowns conservative redguards and forebearers cosmopolitan redguards do not universally worship Dabella and she is only venerated by forebearers who began to accept her into the pantheon under the Cyrodiilic Empire. In the late third era temples dedicated to the divine were administered by the house Dabella a religious organization dedicated to Dabella and her teachings and could be found in major urban centers throughout the province. The House of Dibella was led by a patriarch and was allied to the benevolence of Mara, a religious organization dedicated to Mara and her teachings. The Order of Lily was a knightly order dedicated to Dibella, which protected her temples against its adversaries, such as followers of Sanguine, the Daedric Prince of Hedonism. And we will talk about him in a future episode. So let's talk about High Rock now. In the late Third Era, similarly, similarly to Hammerfell, the House of Dibella was responsible for the administration of temples dedicated to Dibella in the province of High Rock, and the Order of Lily was also active in the province at this time. Dibella is the patron deity of the regions of Kogria 
and Menevia, and is venerated as a member of the Breton Pantheon. In the second era, the worship of Devella was criticized and discouraged, notably by Father Pitoff of the Cathedral of Daggerfall, who warned against the charms of Devella. I wonder what those charms are. Worship in Skyrim now. So in the Totemic religion of Atmora, the precursor to the Nordic Pantheon, the Silver Moth has been considered to correspond with Devella. The worship continued with the migration of Tamriel and Skyrim, where the Atmoran animal gods eventually became their modern names. Dibella is considered one of the hearth gods that watch over the present world as the goddess of beauty. Her worship is varied in, as individual cults venerate different facets of her spheres of influence. In some stories, she is acclaimed as the bedwife of Shor. I think we talked about Shor in the Lorcan episode. It's another name for Lorcan. In the fourth era, shrines dedicated to the goddess, dedicated to the goddess, could be found in both the wilderness and in urban centers such as the Temple of Divines in Solitude, and the Temple of Debella, located in the city of Markarth. At this time, the practice of Debellan arts was disproved in certain localities and could lead to ostracism. Nords are known to consider Hefer, the goddess, the, sorry, the god of natural beauty to be an imitation of Debella. So, Debella does have a couple of artifacts here, and these come from the game Oblivion. So there is the Brush of True Paint. It's an Adric artifact supposedly created by Debella. It is said that the brushes, sorry, the bristles of the brush were woven from Debella's own hair. So it's one of the few examples of an artifact that actually contains a part of the god itself. You also find the armor of Tiber Septim who had its, his blood on it, which is part of the main quest. So the brush allows the wielder to enter a painted canvas and paint things life-size simply by imagining them. So this comes to play in a side quest in Shadenhall where a well-known artist goes missing and you come to find out that he has the brush of true paint and you he was using it to create this landscape and he has to he is trapped in the painting by a bunch of paint trolls. So you have to go in and use this chemical to get rid of the paint trolls and save him and rescue him from his own creation. It's a really interesting side quest. I highly recommend finding it. So you'll just start hearing rumors when you walk around Shaden Hall in Oblivion of a painter, a well-known painter going missing. So you go and talk to his wife and she tells you what happens and then you go rescue him. So it's a, like I said, it's a really interesting quest. And then like the episode we did last week on RK, there is a piece of the armor of the Crusader that Debella herself crafted. It is the Helm of the Crusader. So, like, it's, like I said, it's one of the Crusader's relics, and it was created by Debella in the early First Era, and was granted to Pelina Whitestrake, and the Divine Crusader it allowed him to defeat and banish Umrul the Unfeathered, uh, but it obviously didn't kill him. So he was an alien sorcerer. So 
Pelinol, despite his victory over Emerald, was slain and the Crusaders' relics were scattered and lost for thousands of years, and the helm was placed at the shrine of the creator uh, sorry, the, the, the Crusader at Vana. Pelinol's place of death, where it remained until it was recovered by the champion of Cyrodiil in fourth era three sorry, third era, not fourth era, four thirty-three. So other quests that you might know about Debella, there was a quest in Skyrim when you're in Riften, where you're doing, well in my case, in the last playthrough, you're going around collecting, uh, yeah, I think this is tied to the Thieves Guild quest, but you're collecting money that's owed to the Thieves Guild. It's one of the very first episodes of the Thieves Guild that you uh, get, and the, you go to this shop, and this woman has been caring for a girl, but she's been driving her crazy, and it just so happens that this woman happens to be a follower of Debella, and she's kind of been going around sleeping with random guys in the city, and she's been giving them her mark of Debella, which is mentioned earlier in the episode. And what you need to do is you have to convince these men that she's slept with to give you her mark. So you can use it against her and get her to ease up on the girl that she's been caring for. And when you get these marks, she's so embarrassed that she caves in and gives you the money and all that and promises to be nicer so yeah um and also there's the quest in skyrim that's kind of like the skyrim version of the or the elder scrolls version of the hangover where it turns out it's spoilers sanguine who you challenge who challenges you to a drinking contest but you actually wake up in a temple of Debella in Markarth and you completely you were wasted and you trashed the place and this woman's screaming at you and you're like uh my head uh where am I but yeah it just happens to be a temple of Debella that you're at so the article also shows some pictures of Debella I guess in Daggerfall you meet Debella in person, and lo and behold, she's topless. So, yeah, <laughs> just so you know, Daggerfall in particular, or I think Arena is like this also, but you find some naked women in the game where, you, yeah, their uh, bits are out and everything, and apparently Debella is one of them. That, I haven't played enough of Daggerfall to actually encounter Debella, but I have seen other naked women in random taverns and places like that. Also, in Skyrim, you do see a statue of Debella, which I think is actually tied to the quest that I was mentioning earlier with the woman who was sleeping around with people. Um, in the Elder Scrolls Blades game, there is a statue of Debella, but she's actually clothed in this one. But she's holding a flower, go figure, because why wouldn't Debella's symbol be a flower? And in Skyrim, you do see um, shrines to Debella. They kind of look like flowers. 
but yeah that that's about it as far as Debella so it's uh, I think it is kind of interesting that she is kind of tied to Mara in a way uh, Mara being the goddess of love but um, Debella is more I, I'd say she's more lust than love um, beauty yeah she's goddess of beauty goddess of lust really so um, affection yeah there we go affection beauty art so yeah that is Debella so next week if we are following along in this alphabetically we will be talking about Julianos so yeah next week Julianos or next episode I should say if you would like to get a hold of me you can find the show on Instagram and Twitter Instagram at Tamrielic Adventures Twitter at Tamrielic P you can also find me in game every once in a while um, I play on the PC North America server it is EE Gold, and if you want to find me on Xbox, which I play a little bit more frequently, I am at Sulior. You can also find me on other shows such as Nintendo, where right now we're going through Pokemon. We just finished up with Gen 4. And Tapes from the Waste, where, as I said earlier, Episode 2 is out now. And we have an episode coming out soon. It's a bonus episode where we are... KDB and I are actually going to be having a conversation with each other where we are talking about the Steel Dawn update. So also, um, I have a Twitch where you can come watch me play some games, uh, mostly Bethesda games, but like I said, I've been playing a lot of other stuff lately. I forgot to mention earlier, I actually beat the campaign for Marvel's Avengers, and say what you want about that game. I actually really enjoyed it. Um, the campaign, I will admit, is a little short, but they kind of took the Fallout 76 route where <laughs> they uh, released a game and then they just keep adding content to it to extend the campaign. Um, the campaign, like I said, was a little bit short, which I guess was kind of intentional. I don't know. It's weird. Why would you want to use Fallout 76 as a template for what you do where you uh, release something that's not quite complete and then add to it later on to where it actually does feel like a full-fledged game. I don't really understand that mentality. I will say I did enjoy the campaign for what it was. It didn't really feel empty like Fallout 76 did when it first launched. But it is nice that all of these dlc packs these story packs are going to be free i do get tired of people complaining non-stop about things on social media especially when it gets updated to the point where it's actually good fallout 76 is a good game now but there's a saying where it goes first impressions are the most important and when you give these people a bad first impression of your game, that's really hard to erase from people's minds. And obviously that's the case with Fallout 76 where people still say it's a bad game. 
when it's very clear that they haven't played it since it first came out or maybe they've never even played it at all and they just see what they see on social media anyway like i said uh, long story short fallout 76 is a good game now i actually really enjoyed marvel's avengers honestly i haven't played any multiplayer i don't play multiplayer stuff very often i'm used to single player games but i enjoyed it for what it was um anyway where was i oh yeah i kind of lost my train of thought there um twitch i played marvel's avengers on twitch and i've played assassin's creed valhalla on twitch honestly i haven't been playing much on twitch lately because of thanksgiving my wife and i were actually home together which is rare <laughs> usually we ha we have alternating shifts where she works during the day and i work in the evening and to be completely honest, uh, yeah, we're both at home right now also. Um, she was experiencing some COVID-like symptoms over the weekend, and so we are both getting tested. And honestly, I don't think either one of us really have it. She's feeling better now, but we're just getting tested as a precaution, so keep us in your thoughts um i will update everybody like i said i don't think either one of us have it i'm kind of asymptomatic so i'm not really worried about me but she's got compromised immune system so um like i said neither one of us really think that we have it but it's good to get tested anyway so yeah that's why i haven't really been as active on twitch lately because when she's home i need to make sure i play a game i can pause and it's not fair to my viewers if i pause in the middle of a stream and go deal with something so anyway um just keep a look out i do play on twitch stream lately um actually before i forget i played among us with a bunch of people on the robots radio discord like fire rider neo pandora which is Eleni, mockman's ranger uh, deadshot victor a bunch of people from the robots radio community we played among us on a couple of streams i know fire rider was streaming it and i think neo's pandora was also so we might be doing that again this weekend so definitely keep an eye out on their streams also i can't stream it because it's on pc and i have trouble streaming on pc so anyway um last thing i wanted to once again thank the hive for sponsoring this show and yeah that is about it so anyway stay safe adventurers mm -hmm.